This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that strives to know at least a little bit more history every day. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're celebrating the life and work of ragtime pianist Scott Joplin. The day was September 18th, 1899. Musician Scott Joplin was granted the copyright for a song he wrote called The Maple Leaf Rag. It quickly became one of the most famous and influential pieces of the ragtime era, and a steady source of income for Joplin for the rest of his life. More than 500,000 copies of the sheet music were sold in just the first 10 years after its publication. Joplin earned a one-cent royalty on each of those sales, or about $5,000 over the course of a decade. That may not sound like much, but adjusting for inflation, it's the equivalent of $150,000 today. If nothing else, the annual income from that one song would have been enough to cover Joplin's yearly living expenses. So not a bad deal. In fact, when you crunch the numbers, it's impressive how good a deal Joplin was able to negotiate with his publisher, a man named John Stark. At the time, and even today in some cases, most composers make money from their performances, not from their compositions. Joplin's arrangement was unusual in that sense, and even more so since he was a black musician working in the Jim Crow South. The deal he made with Stark shows that both men knew the song would be a hit. And in fact, Joplin said as much himself before it was even published. He told a friend, quote, The maple leaf will make me the king of ragtime composers. And yeah, he called it. The Maple Leaf Rag was a monster success. It launched a ragtime craze across the country. Suddenly, composers were churning out hundreds of rags that imitated its sound, eager to capture even a fraction of Joplin's success. To be clear though, Joplin didn't invent ragtime. There were plenty of other composers writing that style of music in the 1890s. But Joplin brought a level of imagination and complexity to his rags that was new for the genre. Ragtime music grew out of minstrel shows and was characterized by its syncopated or offbeat ragged rhythms. In the late 19th and early 20th centuries, you could hear it being played by black musicians throughout the Midwest, but it wasn't taken seriously anywhere else. Joplin was convinced that ragtime could have wider appeal if treated more thoughtfully, and the maple leaf rag was his proof of concept. It was also the product of his life experience up to that point, both on the stage and off. Joplin was born near Marshall, Texas, probably in 1867 or so. He and his parents lived a difficult life there, but since his father played violin and his mother the banjo, their house was always full of music. Eventually, the Joplins moved to Texarkana, where Scott's mother found work cleaning houses. It's believed he played the piano for the first time at the home of one of her employers. In time, the young boy's talent drew the attention of a German music teacher named Julian Weiss, 
who began teaching him piano playing and composition. As a teenager, Joplin formed the Texas Medley Quartet and started performing at dances, weddings, and other events. He later traveled to Missouri, where he taught music and played the piano in local bars and restaurants. Eventually, his friends convinced him to study music at George R. Smith College in Sedalia, Missouri. It was here that Joplin set to work on adapting the tricky, syncopated rhythms of popular rag into formal musical notation. In the meantime, he continued performing at local venues, including a short-lived social club called the Maple Leaf. While never confirmed, it's believed Joplin named his most famous composition as a tribute to the club where he first performed the piece. After taking ragtime mainstream with the Maple Leaf, Joplin struggled to repeat his early success. He wrote more than 40 other rags in his lifetime, including the now classic piece The Entertainer, as well as dozens of other piano songs and two operas, but none of them were hits. In 1917, Joplin passed away from paralytic dementia, a complication of syphilis. He was 49. According to his loved ones, Joplin often said that he would never be appreciated until after he was dead. The composer was ultimately proven right, but it did take some time. Most of the world moved on from ragtime in the 1920s as other new styles of music made their debut, but the Maple Leaf Rag and some of Joplin's other songs showed surprising resilience despite the changing times. By the early 1970s, renewed interest had set the stage for a ragtime revival. Pianists who had rediscovered Joplin's work started adding songs like The Entertainer and The Maple Leaf Rag to their set lists. A new recording of Joplin's catalog sold over a million copies, and in 1973, his music gained a new life as the soundtrack for the classic movie The Sting, starring Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Although he didn't get to enjoy the full fruits of his labor, Joplin's prophecy about posthumous appreciation was fulfilled in 1976 when he was awarded a Pulitzer Prize for his contributions to American music. At long last, ragtime was being taken seriously, just as Joplin had always wanted. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them to me at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.